This is the Heal from Toxic Relationships podcast with me, Dr. Sarah, empowering you to heal from painful relationships to rediscover your self-worth and confidence because you are ready to be the best version of yourself. We are going to be talking about 10 red flags that come up in any trauma bonded relationship. So listen out and be sure to watch out for these red flags because they can catch you and they can catch you off guard. Red flag number one is going very, very fast. So it is to do with the pacing of the relationship. With a trauma-bonded relationship, everything feels so fast, so intense, so quickly, right from the get-go. And so what it might look like is that you go on date one, you go on date two the next day, and then date three, they are declaring their love for you and you experience this love bombing. But if you're somebody who is quite open, if you're someone who is anxiously attached, if you're someone who has already experienced historic trauma and you are someone who is worried about how good enough you are, when you experience all of this overload of love, this overload of passion and attention, it becomes very attractive. And so sometimes it's really hard to see it as a red flag. Some other red flags may be that they want you to move in with them. They move in with you pretty soon after the start of the relationship, or they may be alluding to things like marriage or having children, having your future family together. And so everything may happen super fast and it might be wrapped up in a nice little bow suggesting that everything is beautiful, everything is magical and wonderful. However, this can be a red flag. So even though it might feel nice on some level, it can actually be a sign that this is a dangerous relationship because realistically, how much are you really going to know and love and care for somebody after only having met them and been in their world, so then being in your world 72 hours, it's not been enough time for you to actually test out the waters and to see what life would be like if you were together long term. So this is flag number one, going so fast. Red flag number two relates to communication. A lot of the time the communication breaks down. So what does it look like? You will end up at some points in the relationship where you feel like you are walking on eggshells. It almost feels like you're treading water and you cannot say what you really think or feel. And that is in fear of their reaction, that actually that they're going to be explosive at any moment. And so you really dampen down your needs and your wants and your desires. So you don't say anything. You kind of avoid communicating. However, the way that they can communicate tends to also be avoidant, but it tends to be avoidant in a really aggressive way. So rather than them being quiet like you, they end up shouting. There is a lot of explosive action from their part and there's a lot of assumptions from them as well. And so therefore they may assume that you know exactly what it is that they're thinking. And so with that comes explosive criticism for why is it that you have not done X, Y, and Z that they have somehow conjured up. And so there is a lot of hostility and a lot of aggression within their communication, but also they're not communicating openly with regards to what is their stuff, what is going on for them, and also considering what is going on for you. 
red flag number three. You start doubting your view on reality or perception on reality. And that is because chances are you have been gaslit. Actually, they have manipulated the way that you see reality. And when something happens, it's quite difficult or challenging between you two. They come up with this rationale of, it's not like that. I don't remember it being like that. Actually, you remember it wrong. And so you really start doubting yourself because after the gaslighting, after the manipulation, and then they present you with some form of affection and love. And when things start to calm down, you start to look back and you think, oh my God, yeah, like, was I was I really overreacting there? Was, was it all just in my mind? Or it, did this really happen? Did this really hurt me? And so you really start doubting your own perception of reality. Red flag number four. They are critical of you. So there are moments when they criticize not what you do necessarily. So for instance, they don't say, I don't like you shouting or I don't like you doing X, Y, and Z, but they criticize you in terms of your very core, in terms of your being, your personality, your persona, and your values. So for example, they will criticize you by saying, you're a bit stupid there. You're embarrassing there. You are shameful. You should feel guilty. You should feel bad about yourself. You're not good enough. And so the difference is there is that they are criticizing you as a human being as opposed to something that you may have done that they are not particularly happy with that can actually cause a difficulty, a disruption in your relationship. So for example, a healthy communication of criticism, although it's not really critical, would be something like, let's say if there was an argument in a relationship and somebody raised their voice, you could say to them, I don't like you behaving in that way. I don't like you raising your voice. And so actually that's that's constructive feedback, but it's also feedback on their behavior and not attacking them in terms of their personality, in terms of who they are to their core. Whereas a red flag of a trauma bond is you being attacked to your core. Red flag number five, you justify their behavior. They may be gaslighting you, they may be manipulating you, they may be criticizing you, they're judging you, they're saying negative things about you, they're criticizing your family, your friends, they're saying that you're not intelligent enough, that your job isn't good enough, that you don't earn earn enough money, that you're not attractive enough, you're not good enough in bed. All of the not enoughs, they criticize you, they judge you, they're aggressive, they threaten to leave you, and yet you justify their behaviors. You kind of say, oh, yep, you know what, you're absolutely right. Or they might do something that's quite toxic. They might do something that's really, really painful and hurtful. For example, they may cheat on you. They may sleep around with other people. They may be messaging other people. And again, you justify their behaviors and you say, oh, you know what? It's okay. I don't want to be the ball and chain here. I don't want to be too demanding. I don't want to be controlling over them. I want to be the fun girlfriend, the loving wife, the caring person, however it is that you want to label it. And so ultimately what you're left with is you are left with this sense of justifying them. Justifying their behaviors are actually really hurtful towards you. And it's almost like you're making, you're giving them a permission slip. You're making it look like it's okay. So 
you either minimize it or you justify it and you say, you know what, yeah, you slept with other people, that's totally fine because actually I feel really bad that I've not been available for you. I've not given myself all to you all the time because I've been busy. Actually, it's my fault. And so with that justifying them, you also take on the blame. Red flag number six. You always think about them and you always think about them with rose-tinted glasses. You fantasize about them. You always find yourself mesmerized by them, by memories of them, whether or not you are physically in front of them or if you are doing something else. And you only really mesmerize and you only really think about and fantasize about all the good things. And it's almost as though you forget about all the challenges, all the pain that is caused, all the pain that you've experienced within that relationship. And like I said, you see that relationship purely through rose-tinted glasses, as opposed to the reality that it is. The reality being is that yes, you've experienced some level of affection, but then you've also experienced some level of aggression, hostility, and criticism. Red flag number seven, you just want to help them. You have this sense of urgency to always be there to support them. So even when they've criticized you, even when they've been hostile towards you, even when they've been aggressive, when they've been really angry with you, when they've been judgmental over you, when they have been really horrendous towards you, somehow to get over this hurdle, what they also may latch on with is that, hey, you know what, I'm really struggling and you're not helping me enough here. So for instance, I remember one client of mine, she would always be experiencing her partner as very, very loud. So he would constantly be shouting at her and he would get really aggressive. And she once commented back saying, I don't like you being so loud. I don't like you shouting. I don't like you being so aggressive. And so the response from him was, do you think I like being this way? You should be helping me. You're not doing enough for me. And so all of a sudden what she was faced with was this blame that she wasn't doing enough. And actually the reason why he was shouting so much was because she wasn't doing her part in the relationship that actually she should be doing more. And somehow it got twisted and she ended up taking the blame for something that had nothing to do with her and it was fully to do with him. And so you end up wanting to help the other person, even though that the other person has been the one who has been hurtful towards you. Somehow it gets twisted and the empath within you sees the injured part of that narcissist in front of you. And so you are just getting pulled into wanting to help that injured part as they shout out that they are struggling, even though actually you're being presented with a lot of the struggle you are being projected onto from their challenging emotions, from their difficulties. Red flag number eight you are just not willing to leave this relationship. Oh my goodness. You're not willing to leave this relationship, even though you know it's toxic, you know it's harmful, you have been through the shouting, you've been through the arguments, you've been through the fights, the sleepless nights, you have been walking on eggshells, you've been really frightened. He or she keeps threatening that they are going to leave you 
and you part of you kind of thinks actually you know what it might be really healthy for this to end i might actually experience a sense of relief if this ends but at the same time you are not willing to take off that bandage you're not willing to take off the plaster in terms of ending that relationship and just exposing whatever comes out after that you're not willing to leave. And part of the reason why you're latched on is because there is something inside of you that is looking to be healed within that person. So in one of my earlier episodes, when I was talking about how is it that you heal from a trauma bonded relationship, the relationship is ultimately a mirror of what is going on inside of you. And so if you, for example, feel like you're not good enough at your very core, you're going to seek to heal that in someone who actually triggers that, someone who literally tells you that you're not good enough because it's, because it's a match, it's a mirror in terms of what you're actually experiencing underneath the surface. And so you're not willing to leave that relationship because that part inside of you has not been healed. That part inside of you has not been resolved. Whereas let's say hypothetically, if you were really confident and you felt like you were worthy, and you were presented with somebody who is constantly critical of you, you'd be like, see you later, mate. I don't want anything to do with this. And you would just leave and you would feel totally clean about it and it wouldn't never even be an issue. So your willingness to not leave this relationship is absolutely a red flag of a trauma bond. Red flag number nine. You cover up their behaviors. So when that person, the narcissist within the relationship has been aggressive, they've been attacking, they have slept with other people, they have been unfaithful, they have broken your trust, they have badmouthed you to other people, whatever it might be, you cover up their behaviors, you cover up their difficult, challenging behaviors because you really don't want other people to find out about how they've actually treated you. You don't want your friends and family knowing that this person, your partner, has hurt you because actually if they find out, you're really anxious of what they might say to you. You're really anxious if your friends, family, people who really care about you find out that this partner has been hurting you, that they might tell you, what the hell are you doing with this person? Just leave. You need to leave. This is not healthy for you. And as much as you might know this on some level, actually emotionally, you're just hooked in. You just feel like you cannot leave. And so you're bonded to this person, but nobody else seems to understand this bond in terms of why it is that you can't leave. And so you're not wanting to be put in a situation where you're having to justify your presence in this relationship when everybody else around you is telling you this relationship is not healthy and you should just leave. So what do you do? You cover up their behaviors. You make it seem like everything is fine. And actually, the there's been a recent research in the last couple of years from the National Domestic Center that shows that 90% of people paint a wonderful picture, even though that actually they are in a trauma-bonded relationship. Red flag number 10. You do not share how you feel. This relates to one of the earlier red flags that I mentioned. I think it was red flag number two with regards to lack of communication. But ultimately what happens is you never feel safe enough to share your true experiences. You never feel safe enough 
to say what it is that you want, what it is that you need, how it is that you really feel. But actually, you just end up really suppressing everything that belongs to you because when you are in a trauma-bonded relationship, the real you, the part of you that wants to be good enough, that wants to be seen, that wants to be heard, that wants to be loved, gets attacked. It gets violated in so many different ways. And because being attacked is so hurtful, what do you do? You retreat, you withdraw. And actually that withdrawal is such a natural response. You don't want to expose yourself anymore because actually that exposure has been far too painful that you just hide away and you want to cover up. And so you end up not sharing anything that belongs to you as a form of defense, as a form of protection, because you're constantly under threat. You're worried that if you do share, then actually what's going to happen is, is that your partner is either going to attack you or they're going to abandon you. And neither option is something that you want. So I would absolutely love to hear what your thoughts are on this episode. And if this is something that you have been experiencing and that you are looking for help and support, please don't hesitate to reach out to me and join in my membership or meet with me one-to-one. I am at healtoxicrelationships.com and until next time, take care.